0: Welcome to Elevate with V, a nurturing and collaborative community with a mission of empowering you to overcome challenges and to live your most extraordinary life. I'm your host, V, and through my own healing and transformational journey, I've encountered a wide variety of healers who have all in their own way shared one universal message, that every storm has a silver lining. Join me in each episode as I engage in meaningful conversations to empower us to transform our darkness into purposeful light. On this podcast, we elevate, so let us journey together and be lifted up to our greatest potential. Welcome, everyone, to Elevate with V. So excited to be here with you. The podcast was inspired by my own healing journey. I aspire to share amazing healers and coaches to help us each elevate on our journey so we can keep aligning with our soul's calling and gifts. I can't wait to introduce my guest today, Allison. As a lifelong adventurer, Allison spent time getting lost in the forest, tumbled by the never ending waves of the ocean. Traversed through many, oh, sorry, traversed through and over mountains and lives in awe of each person's unique gift. They are here to share with the world at this time. She offers her services in order to promote solace, direction, and harmony on your journey, specializing in the reprogramming of the mind and the opening of the heart, connecting each person to their own power within through supporting the rediscovery of the empowerment of self. Now, I've had the pleasure to get to spend some quality time with Allison. I love your spirit, your energy, your playfulness, your wisdom, your amazing gifts, your healing abilities, and your deep desire to create and nurture community, which I have gotten a chance to be part of. I know that we have a deep connection beyond this lifetime, and I'm so excited to keep building
1: on that remembrance. So welcome, Allison. Hello. Thanks so much for having me today. It's just such a special treat. I'm really excited.
0: Yay, I'm so excited to have you here. So as you know, this entire podcast is about healing journeys. So I'd love to kind of dive into that space of what event or events kind of led you into your healing
1: journey. That's a great question. Life, life led me to heal. Um, I spent the majority of my younger years really avoiding that, and uh, it wasn't till probably my late 20s, early 30s, when my son came into my life where I really thought, oh, there's more to this than what I'm doing. And I began began to like reflect and, and try new things and experiment and fail a lot and uh, found my way through uh, into meditation and, you know, all the fun stuff, yoga, connected drum circles, traveling. Um, doing the other side of that, of too much uh, drinking, too much staying up too late, you know, not taking care of myself, pushing myself too hard, feeling that need to um, be successful. And uh, eventually, I got really lucky and I started to bring in a lot of people in my life who were really supportive of of me in the journey and accepted me for who I am. Um, uh, Although that's always evolving, right? And so that's part of my human design is making and breaking bonds as being a three in my profile. And so I just kept going deeper and I kept exploring. And along the way, I found some really beautiful people and amazing teachers and Some really incredible teachers, honestly, who really helped me learn about me. And now I'm here and we're doing this. So it's been pretty wild.
0: I love that. So I kind of want to take you back a little bit. Like, what was your childhood like? Did you, were you someone who was, who had some gifts that were already open? Did you fit into your family? Did you not fit
1: into your family? I think my favorite story my mom tells about me is when we first moved um, to my childhood home. And I was playing outside on the uh, <laughs> the front yard on a blanket, like living in my best, like, you know, preschooler life. And um, I think we'd been there, I don't even know, maybe like a week or something. I was, i actually, I'm going to ask her now that I think about it. And um, she had one of the neighbors come over and they said, oh yeah, I heard about your daughter. Um, I was told to not um, let my child play with her. Um, she's a little different. And so that's kind of how it started. And so pretty much my entire life, um, I've been blessed enough to kind of be this soul that changes the fate of people when I run into them. And that's just kind of how I'm designed. And um, I didn't really understand that when I was little because uh, I had a life that was a little different, which I was okay with. I, Cause you don't know, right. When you're, you're just like, Oh, this is how it is. And it wasn't until school age and, and doing all of that. So I didn't really understand until I was probably like 11 or 12, that the things that were happening to me, um, and what was going around wasn't really acceptable, um, as part of being a human. And so I was able to kind of, that's how I like learned to begin confrontation and showing up. And, uh, yeah, I've always just been different. Um, I don't know. I've always been the one that typically, you know, <laughs> just kind of falls into chaos and it's good sometimes and sometimes it's not. So, yeah. Wow. So, let's dig into this a little
0: bit if you're comfortable. So, when you say you were different, was it sort of like you were more perceptive? Were you already connected to like guides? Like what kind of what what was the difference that you would be able to share now that
1: as an adult, you can look and be like, Oh yeah, that's what all of that was. Uh, It was defiance and rebellion and not accepting what was told to me. What was the truth that was perceived that was given to me Um, constantly feeling the need to protect the people that I was with Um, in my own way. You can do as a child. Uh, I always had, guides, I didn't really realize at the time that they were not real, like that they were just in my head. So, I mean, I've been, they tried to diagnose me for schizophrenia. Like I've been on all kinds of antidepressants and antipsychotic medication, bipolar, everything. I mean, I've been, they couldn't figure me out. Right. I was having like random seizures, nothing made sense. Right. And so, um, my parents just kind of dealt with that in the best way that they could. Um, And I just learned how to really thrive in knowing that I was a noticer and that I was different and trying to figure out how to fit in, but not really wanting to and always going through that. So there was a lot of um, doubt and I allowed myself to kind of create this reality outside of who I was to who people wanted me to be either the best musician, the smartest in math, you know, in the school age stuff, right. The best soccer player, you know, and I had to be ambidextrous and I had, you know, I had to do all of those things because that's what was expected of me. Right. I don't know. Um, if you're familiar, I grew up outside of the Philadelphia area. So we had um, a lot of access to a lot of universities and MIT would come down and test all the children. Um, And this happened in a lot of schools, especially in the eighties to see if there are any gifted children. And if you were the right gifted, you would get to go to a special school. And I'll never forget. And it was, there was like six of us. And I just remember thinking, you got to mess this up. Like you have to throw a fit or do something to, because like they're figuring it out. I was like, okay, figuring what out? You know, I'm like living my, living my best, like first, second grade life, you know? And, um, it was really around then when I realized how adults would respond to me or how, um, things just were different. I could just see different things. I, I could, predict the possibilities. And that was unusual. Um, and it really set a lot of people off. And I just remember being little and learning to being like, okay, like I don't talk about this or I don't do this or, um, and there are some adults who, um, really valued that and, um, kind of harness that power, um, to help them with their, with their choices in their life. And it was a weird time. So it's so strange because when I talk about it, it doesn't feel like me anymore, right? Like I have this way of just choosing to be in the present moment at all times and just kind of allowing what happens to happens because there's been so much tumultuous change through my life. It's so funny. I remember the first time um, the uh, Vedic astrologer like read my chart. He was like, you have, there's so much that's happened to you already. And you're only like you know, you're like just 40 or whatever. He was like, you're already in the second column. He's like, this is really unusual. And I was like, yeah, I've had a busy life, you know, and you look back and you think, you know, is that, was that me? Is that me? Did that really happen? Right. Because there are things that have happened, you know, where I've seen things or things have happened or done things where, you know, you don't realize that you're walking into a parallel life or you don't know that you're time jumping or, you know, collecting fractals of yourself to bring them in, to be more, you know, you've got memories from other lives that you didn't live. Right. Cause they're, they're coming into you and having um, energies um, help speak through you. Like the first time I ever told my very first boyfriend, I loved him. I remember opening my mouth and saying, I really want pizza. Like I had a whole, like my, and I opened up and my higher self. Now I know stepped in and said, I love you. And I was like, that is, that was not the plan, you know? And that's when I learned that, like, I had to be really conscious of what was coming in, you know? And that sparked an entire life that I never would have had, had, had a part of me, not just been like activating sacred contract right now, you know? And when it's happening to you and you don't know, like, I didn't have any teachers, we didn't talk about it. I was just a smart kid who was really good at the clarinet and had a variety of friends and nobody could really figure out like, what my deal was, right? Like I'm an Aquarian son. I'm a weirdo. That's okay. And uh yeah, so it's just been one adventure after another and just getting in it and, and and knowing it. But I think in the last probably 15 years I've really started to hone in on on the what and the why and the and start to listen um and understand the clarity and and you know really kind of go deeper within the studies. And it was a lot over the years, I've had some really incredible teachers who saw me, you know, who were like, hi, um, you need help with this and this and this. And thankfully, sometimes I was wise enough to take their wisdom and their teachings. And now, you know, we're here.
0: Wow. Well, that sounds like quite a, I guess, journey from your childhood through, you know, where you're sitting right now. I, kind of want to go back to something that you were sharing. Um, So would you say that you had like those abilities, like being a, you know, a psychic or, you know, having those heightened senses where you were just aware of a lot more? Did you have, like you said, you know, was it more like imaginary friends, as people would call it, that you had guides and other things that you were able to see, but you couldn't really talk about it because you knew that nobody would understand and people already thought that you were a little weird. So if you even attempted to share any of this stuff, I mean, you would be on a whole other level of weirdness.
1: Yeah, I always just thought I was a great noticer and that I would make an excellent psychologist. I never really equated it to, to any kind of psychic ability or any of that. Um like the remote viewing or anything of that. It just was a part of me. And so it didn't seem special. And as I've grown and learned, like we all have these abilities. I just happen, I happen to fall into a group of adults who saw the opportunity to gain um, some insight in their own lives and kind of in a sense, groomed me to be able to do it. So it was never unusual for me. Right. It wasn't until I got out into like the everyday world as a teenager and, you know, like (laughs) dropping acid with people and everyone's like losing their minds. And I'm like, huh, this is like a Tuesday. And they're just like, amazing things are happening. And I'm just like, Oh, Oh, that. Oh, okay. This is not how I am. Normally is not normal because everyone I felt would come into my space. And they'd understand what I was saying and what I was trying to convey and all of that. And yeah, there is a little bit of that, um, kind of flair of the man-made drugs, but especially when I got into like teacher plants and stuff, I was like, Oh, Oh, I'm our, I'm somewhere else. already." <laughs> the air sign in me. Right. I was like, okay, I guess I'm just over here. And yeah, you know, I just, I just thought like, I was just, Really, like, I had like, I scored well in my IQ. Like, I mean, I had all those testings, right? And so, how I was told was that, you know, I was just really smart. Like, I just had a really great brain. I didn't understand that that was attached to like remote viewing, and they were looking for like psychic abilities and to see if we, you know, could they could harness the power on that, you know? And it's as an adult looking back, I was like, oh my God, this is so mind blowing to me that this happened, right? Like, yeah. So I didn't see anyone really, like I never had imaginary friends. I had a lot of kids around me who did, and I would feel them or I would sense them. A lot of it was just really spoken to me, um, into my brain, essentially, right? That that clear audience, that hearing. And um, just so really allowing it to use. But I did realize at some point, now I know, I didn't know then that I had telepathic skills and I would in go into people's minds with, I didn't know, right? I was like, you know, eight or whatever. And then they would be talking and they would be talking to me, saying words. And but I would respond to their brain, whatever was going inside, what they really wanted to know or ask. And they would look at me and go, What? And I would answer that question. And they're like, I didn't say that. I'm like, Yes, you did. And I would get like fights with people about it. I was like, That is what you, they're like, That's not what I said. I didn't say that at all. And I was like, It's literally what you said. But it took me forever to realize it didn't come out of their mouth. And then I had to figure out, okay, how can I not do that? (laughs) Like, how can I be conscious? And so now I've created a space where um, I have the practice from work and not doing that unless someone asks me. Um, And I'm very grateful for that because it can get really loud when you have a lot of different voices in your head that aren't yours.
0: Why, yes, indeed. Wow. It kind of reminded me of that movie a little bit, uh, Liar Liar, where it's sort of like he couldn't like... lie yes. he would tell the truth so instead of like you're actually picking up like what they're really thinking and this is so true right like so many of us um will not actually ask or say the things we really want to say because so many things right there's so many layers to that it's like oh it's not appropriate or i shouldn't ask that or i shouldn't you know meanwhile you're just you're like seeing it already and you're like well okay well since you want to know You get to choose and then you're going to respond. But I love how you're saying that you were able to kind of hone into that skill so that now it's done in a way where it kind of works for you and that you're not sort of, you know, bombarded with too many different things because you can tune it in and out as you please, which is amazing. Um, So, you know, when you were talking about um, in school that they would have these universities come in and test the kids so fascinating so did you end up getting recruited or did you manage to bypass that
1: uh it's really interesting that's now I know it's called my spleen a kit right I just got a little uh like this like I was just I was like leaving in the hallway and an adult came up to talk to me and they just asked me a question in a certain way it was like it looked very um innocent, right. From an outside perspective, but I could feel all of this energy radiating off them and the walls and everything. And I was like, Oh, this is dangerous. And I just went, okay, how do I get out of this essentially? And I threw a fit. I threw an absolute like tantrum on the ground screaming. And they were like, Oh, she's too unstable. Like I'm not controllable. And then essentially you know, looking back on that, like after it happened and trying to process that like coming back as a adult and having gone back in hypnotherapy and doing all that there, my team was there. My guides were like, hi, this is unsafe. This is not okay. You have a choice. What do you want to do? And they would show me the options, right? Because if I was told what to do, I rebel automatically. Like that's that oppositional defiance disorder. Like I've got the rebel gate, like I'm going to fight. I'm going to rebel automatically. Like, it's, I have to have the choices or the opportunity for the breath. If you try to put me in a cage or a box, eventually it's going to break and it's going to be not good for anyone. Right. Um, and so that's kind of what happened. And they just were like, and they chose another kid. And so we were like in this gifted program and we got like all these special things. I mean, they would do math tests and all that stuff. But after a while they, some of the kids left. They went to like schools or they, you know, eventually dropped out and a lot of them got tested on and didn't, it didn't end well for them. Some of them now I know are like recluses who don't leave their house and aren't sober. They like live on their couch drinking because it was so traumatic, but you don't know that. and You know, in the school I grew up in was, you know, a suburb of Philadelphia and it was really it was a great school that teachers were incredible. They're professors, right? And so there's a lot of really intelligent kids because of that, because there was money pumped in the system to make it that way, right? Because every child has opportunity to do this, right? Um, we just happened to be in a place where the availability was there and they did it. And it's amazing what you can do when you really allow yourself to just step outside of the storyline and see what's happening. And, you know, I've had practice with this over the years and I, I see a long time coming before um, a situation is ending or when people are going to make certain choices or not certain choices for, um and how it's going to go down. And most of the time, um, especially uh, lately, it's been really, it's been very uh, full of emotion um, in that, in that charge and that change. And You know, that's just a sign, I think, too, of how I've grown to say, you know, it's all of us. Like, it's not just me. Like, we're here together to complete our contracts and to learn lessons and and knowing that we all love each other outside of this. But yeah, it takes a while to get there. Wow.
0: You know, you're the first person I've talked to where someone has talked about this. I know I'm kind of coming back to this thing about these universities coming in to like Recruit these children. And I'll be honest, when I started my healing journey, I actually started with what people would call conspiracy theories. So I dived deep into Gaia, which is a channel like Netflix. um, Yep, Yep. And the amount of information that was in there. And of course, I was so early in my journey. I wasn't aware of, you know, a lot of my clairs. I know they were there. I just wasn't aware of like how everything was happening or how do I know this or how do I feel that this is right? And I remember watching, um, you know, a lot of different information that's kind of connected to what you're sharing. And it was interesting to me, instead of being like, oh my God, what? No, it was sort of like, hmm, that's possible. Mm-hmm. That feels very possible. And there were so many things, right? So I know we're not going to get into that, but it was really interesting that you mentioned that. And I think the thing that um, strikes me the most is that, you know, you were so young and for you to have that ability to be so connected to your guidance in such a powerful way, because in that moment, like, you know how they say, we always have free will. Yes. You made a choice and you could be on a very different trajectory today if yeah. you had made a different response and you were recruited. I don't know which Allison I'd be talking to, or maybe we would not even have connected, right? Yeah,
1: right. Yeah. I have those Allisons with me. I just did um a, a healing um recently with um this beautiful guide. She's incredible. And we um helped she helped me integrate um 21 timelines of Allison to bring in together as one to help um us help each other in the other timelines to help uh to help people be free in their choice, right? And to help be be stronger to hold space and and braver to hold space and to accept um the, the ebb and flow of life and to to not get so caught up in the karma and the storylines. And yeah, it's it's a lot because um there are just some things you don't talk about, right? And people create these perceptions and these stories about who you are and what you do. And most of the time I just allow it because it's what it's what is needed, right? And sometimes I need that too. And I do go to a lot of really strange places and I've been to a lot of really strange places and I've had so much help along the way, you know, and it it is so much about all of that. But yeah, it's a time that like, It was interesting. I was listening to like a remote view podcast somewhere and they were talking about remote viewing. And I had like kind of forgotten about it a little bit because I don't really do it too often because I have a tendency to end up in places I shouldn't be at. And it's just not fun at the end of the day. And uh, they were talking about going to this mall in Washington, DC. And I was like, wait a minute, I know this mall. And then they like showed the picture of the mall. And I knew where every store was, it was like three stories, it was white, we were all meeting in the cafe. And I was like, Oh, my God, I've met all these other people somewhere else. And, you know, that really just sparked a memory of it, because our consciousness does this thing where it starts to put things away, <laughs> and like tuck it in the subconscious when it's like, hi, you're not ready for any of this, because you have to learn how to like, drive a car, you know, so you can't, you can't know these things anymore. It's not safe. And I think that's the, the greatest part about aging is that, we can choose to constantly grow and stretch ourselves and, and expand our perceptions and our knowledge and allow us to like heal so deeply within that we have the ability to allow these things to resurface from our subconscious and befriend them. Right. And be like, oh my gosh, that was a really scary time or oh, that was something I did that was horrible or, you know, and have them all come in and just be okay with it, right? And that helps us become more whole. But yeah, man, it was crazy.
0: Wow, okay, there were so many things you said in here that I want <laughs> to get into a little bit. <laughs> okay, so you just had shared, you're like, oh yeah, there's 21 different uh, versions of Allison that all got hurt. Yeah, like, I think even that is going to blow people's minds, right? Because it's yeah. like, wait, there's what? How did that happen? So could you share a little bit more insight about, like, timelines? Sure. So how would someone even go about, like, trying to understand or learn more about their potential timelines that... Yeah. Yes, please.
1: So for those who are or the feelers, right? Um, most, most empathetic people, like empaths that I've come across within have like an open sense. They're here to become wise about emotions, right? And so they're like super sensitive to them. A lot of them are, um get very deep depression, bipolar, sometimes like just the emotions are so much, they have a hard time going out. And so those Those folks can really just sit and close their eyes and kind of turn their head and feel into the different possibilities and feel for the happy, feel for the joy and lean that way and allow that feeling to come in. And the universe will just help that'll pull that timeline in. Right. Because it's kind of like all the timelines we are all in these like little moments of now. Right. And we're just like pulling out from the magazine rack what we want. And then we kind of place it all together and go, all right, we're gonna go through this way. And then we get to a certain part of the chapter of the story. And we're like, no. And then we go back to the shelf and we like, pull it out. And we're like, all right, how about this one? Or, you know, we go back and forth and then we have these agreements and these contracts where like the universe and your guides and whatever, they're going to come back and be like, hi, didn't, didn't you want to learn this lesson? And they'll like whip you back around, right? Because you can always re-choose and every path leads to home. So it's really, we're we're creating our own game. And so for those who aren't empaths or don't identify that way, they have a different way of doing it. Sometimes they can see it. And it's so funny to me because- we all do this. There's all times where, you know, someone's like, I saw you at the Starbucks the other day. And you're like, I definitely was at the gym and they will fight you on it. Right. They will fight you. And you're like, oh, that was another me in another timeline who like wandered into my timeline at Starbucks and was like, Hey, Brad, what's happening? And Brad was like, yo, I thought you're supposed to be at the gym. And you're like, I was, I'm not doing the gym this week. You know, And they had like a whole other conversation. And then you get, Talk to you, and you're like, I have no recollection of what you're talking about. This sounds insane, right? That's a way to know. It's just the ability to like constantly know that every choice you make kind of goes out and you can go back to it and pull it in. And, you know, it's really almost, it kind of reminds me of. You're just standing very still. So for a visual person, you're standing very still in nothing, right? And you've got your eyes closed and everything. You're like watching a movie, right? And so you're just kind of bringing everything into you and designing what that movie is. You're just creating it out, creating a game, any of that way. And so you can make it as magical or mundane as you want or you need, right? I want a really magical life. I want a lot to happen in it. I've come here to learn a lot of lessons. I've come here to, um, well, because... I was told to, and I didn't want to come actually. And then here I am anyway. And, you know, and so it's, it's all of this storyline. And I, I really am about um, helping others co-create their life. Right. And like, so my, I want to live the wild, right. That that's exciting for me. It's good for me. I I want to become wise about emotions. So I, my emotions that happen to my life are catastrophic, right. On all levels. Like I feel joy super intensely, like a lot of like, I've been on the other side of that. And so everyone has this ability. It's about just taking that moment and really honing in and like creating that space, right? So for timeline creation, your brain doesn't know what's real and what's not. It has literally no idea. It's just like, I'm doing this thing. And so what you do is you start telling your brain a thing's been happening, right? And then you get the feeling into it and you get it all involved. And then one day the brain starts looking for that and it'll pick the timeline for you, right? It'll be like, oh, this is familiar to me. Oh, this is safe for me. I know it's happening. This has happened before. And it'll constantly start bringing that. And then the timelines, these are your choices, right? Your ability to to do what you want when you come here, right? And so we're taught from a very young age that we have to go outside of ourselves to find that, but we don't. Now, we've also had agreements where we're going to work with others in this interactive place, right? To help each other grow. And at some point, and this happens to me all of the time. they get, and I tell us to all of the people, like in the beginning, you know, this right beginning of the mentorship, I'm like, hi, one day you're going to look at me and be like, yeah, no done with you. And I'm like, cool. Now we just get to be friends and hang out like let's or whatever. Or sometimes people are like, oh, you're dead to me. And I'm just like, mm, that also happens. Right. And to be in that space and know that in every breath and every moment, the right thing is happening, even if it's doesn't feel the best, right? That's how you know you're shifting through timelines. That's how you know there's this great story. And I won't drop any names, but I talk about it a lot cuz it comes up about a group of people who are traveling through the water from one side of the sea to the other and they see a big storm coming, right? And so there there's groups, right? And one of the groups are panicking, they're running around and like, "Oh my gosh, this things coming?" and they're like this they're having this whole experience, right? worry fear anxiety the other group goes oh there's a storm coming Huh? Oh, it'll be all right i'm gonna go take a nap and then they go take a nap right and so the entire time they're napping the other group is like running around like mad right they're both in the same realities timeline sort of but they're having a very different experience right they get through the storm everything's fine they get off the people come up from the nap and they're like yeah it was a great time right they're like so ready to live their life, right? And then the other people, right? Who've chosen this other choice, to experience this other timeline version of the same event. They're like drenched in sweat. They're like probably peed their pants. You know what I mean? Like had like a crazy thing, but they both had the same experience. They just reacted to it differently. And so that's another way to look at timelines too. Like everything's happening all at once. And so it's just a really matter of us choosing what it is that we want to happen to us.
0: Wow. I absolutely love that. Now, I know for a lot of listeners, that's probably a lot of information, but you could all listen to the replay a few times. It is packed, but really, really juicy information. And I think the thing I love the most about what you're sharing is for not For people to not focus on like, well, how many timelines and how many this, it's more of saying, you know what, you actually have control. You get to choose and you get to create. You are the creator. And to really lean into that, because I think that is such a powerful thing. Um, and not to be concerned about all the extra bits, which are very interesting as well. But it's just to say, Hey, empower yourself and how you were saying, Allison, that we've always been taught to look outside. And really it's about looking inside and choosing what feels right and leaning into it. And also the reminder that just because you leaned into a space and it started, it started with feeling good, but now it's not feeling so good anymore. You are never stuck. choose something different, lean into that difference. So that's something that I think we are all learning as we are growing and evolving in our journeys. And I think it's so empowering uh, to feel that we do actually have choices that we get to make and it's Mm -hmm. not someone telling us. I mean, of course, people are always going to say things to us, but that's part of the journey to learn our own discernment, to kind of understand ourselves and to lean in on ourselves, our teams. So I absolutely love that you shared that. That was so awesome.
1: People are always going to tell you what they're going to do and who they are, you know, and it's it's just deciding whether or not you want to play the game or not with them. And we all have like really special abilities, and they're all unique. I mean, they talk about it in astrology, and I don't remember the number offhand, but I think there's like twenty-seven thousand, like six hundred odd different like astrological charts, and they only come around like maybe that time of year. Oh my gosh, my astrologer is gonna be like, "Hi, that was incorrect." But look it up, um, and it's everything is unique. We can feel that. I mean, we all are a single frequency on this beautiful tapestry of life, right? And when we we're gonna have the disharmony and the harmony we're going to have all these waves and everything about it and we're going to have these experiences we've chosen some things we've chosen these roles sometimes you know even though we're playing the hero in our life it appears on someone else's perspective that we're playing the villain and we've agreed to that so they can help they can learn what they need to learn. We can learn what we need to learn and we can go on about our way. It doesn't always work out like that. Sometimes after when we leave, we have to take a long rest and our souls need to be like, hi, we need to like work through this. Right. But we have this ability to have the most wild and incredible journey of choice. And what happens is, is the world is, it's almost like there's always going to be so much noise everywhere. Right. It's so like, well, <laughs> in probably the past, I don't know, like 40 or 50 years, you know, they teach in, at least in America, it was, you know, don't hold your baby, let them cry it out, right? After they've been, you know, don't support them and then show them a shiny object every time they have an emotion. And I often think, tell me more about ADHD. Tell me more about this, you know, and, 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 you know, and then you start looking in the food sources and everything. And we're always going to come into alignment and to get exactly what we need to learn. And it's going to be shown it's with everything is love, right? It's just going to be shown from a different part of the prism to help you move and change and grow because that's what we've come here to do. And sometimes it's just an individual for ourselves. Sometimes it's with the tribe. Sometimes it's the collective. Sometimes it's for the earth. I mean, sometimes it's even for more than that, right? We, it's weird when we have, we make a decision, right? And then we get the confirmation from like a group of friends and they're like going through the same thing. And you're just like, oh my gosh, I decided that too, right? We're all connected.
0: Wow. I love that so much. Okay. So we're going to jump back now to kind of more current because I took you back a little bit. I was like, we'll go back and then we're going to come back to like more of the current. So right. I know you said that a lot of what you will say is like your spiritual awakening or like leaning more into things and learning all of that kind of happened more in your adult life. So um share with us what a little bit of that journey, like, what did you step into first? Were you like, okay, I would like to learn Reiki. I think, I want to build on
1: certain abilities what mm-hmm. did you kind of lean into? Uh bartending. Good. Bartending is what in my early 20s cuz I I loved the connection. Mm-hmm. I loved the stories, I loved the adventure, I loved like everything about it, right? And I loved being able to give people exactly what they wanted and like them be happy. Like that brought me so much joy. And so that got me into a long career of hospitality and, you know, I bartended, managed a ton of restaurants. And so when we moved um, to Bloomington, Indiana, uh, <laughs> uh, this, I call her my star, my, my very first star sister, like consciously I, that's her name is star sister in my phone. And um, she like, rolled I could, I'll never forget the day. It was this beautiful, sunny day. And I like, I could feel her coming down the street and I was what is happening? Like, I feel this energy. It's so strange. And she comes in, she sits down and she's like, I've never served before. And I was like, Okay. I was like, Right. But in your resume, you've uh, nannied and you've done this artwork and da 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 da. You can wait on tables. Right. And so we cultivated this relationship. And I knew something was like, I did, always knew when someone was important in my life. I could tell from their name. I could feel their energy. As soon as they came in, I'd be like, That's it. It's like how I met my husband. I knew the, the instant I saw him when I was sober that he was my husband. And, uh, she really started to talk to me a lot about, she's like, Hey, what, do, what do you know about galactics? And, you know, and what do you think about this? And what do you think about spaceships? And I was like, Oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. Because I had been following conspiracy stories forever. My husband and I have obsession with this guy, Greg Carwood, who has been doing the higher side Chats podcast. I don't know if you've had the opportunity. He's One of the best interviewers I've ever come across ever. He's so well read. He knows everything. It's great, right? But he, so I was like, kind of into all this, and so I'm like, yeah. And then she was like, huh? She's like, I think you're really, you just have a way about you. And so I had this person telling me, and I was like, yeah, no, it's just because I am. Then she signs us up for Reiki, and she comes to me and she goes, I signed us up for Reiki. It was buy one get one half off if you brought a friend. I was like, I'm not going. And she was like, yeah, no, you're a healer and you're going. And I was like. No. She's like, well, you won't come to any of my teachers. And she had worked with a lot of shamans. Um, she had worked with um um teachers from the Blackfoot tribe, you know, Lakota, all like I mean, she really she was uh, new, right? And was was very well learned. And I was like, no. She was like, Reiki, come on, you can come. It's like energy work. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, I've read all about a quantum healing, whatever. She was like, right. And I was like, Yeah, no. She's like, You're coming. She She dragged me there, and that's how it all started. Um, I didn't really have, um, a lot of experience the first time, but I loved how good everyone was feeling. I love the feeling of the community. I like was really starting to understand just that was the beginning of me understanding. Oh my gosh, I think there's more to me than what in my mind was. Right. I think I have this whole heart space. That's really, I can do this stuff. And, um, I just loved so much how the community was. And so my teacher offered Reiki one, Reiki two, Reiki three. It took, took them all, right? Um, and the whole time my friend came with me and every time she'd bail, she'd be like, I'm leaving. And I'm like, she's like, it's too much. I can't take this. And I was like, you made me do this. You're not leaving. She's like, I'm out. And I started doing Reiki circles after that. And we were doing a Reiki share um, with now one of my dearest friends and a, and a few others who are incredible healers as well. And I was on the table and they said, what's your intention? I said, I just want to remember a part of who I am. And that was my first conscious connection with the planet. And she came up to me and she goes, do you want to remember what it was like when you were were a planet? I went, what? She goes, do you want to remember? Let me show you. And she did. And I became the ocean and the desert and the wind and... I saw how the Ouro borealis came from her perspective and this whole, I had this whole like thing, right? I guess. And I was, so that's the part I consider my awakening awakening is when I was like, oh, right," And <laughs> she showed me what I was a tree. And I, I like, I was having this tree moment and like little humans were walking around and like cutting us all down. And she was like, will you go help them? Will you help them? And I was like, no, n- no, I do. No. Do you see what they're doing? They're ruining everything. She was like, "They just don't know. They're just children. They don't know. Will you help them? Will you show them? Will you guide them?" And I went, "All right, fine." And I woke up right, and I was like, "Oh, now I'm this human." And it was really then when I started dedicating my life to the focus of that, right, to the focus of of healing and being. And even then, I still fought it, oppositional. Like, what is it called? Like, I don't know. My friend tells me all the time, she's like, oppositional defiance disorder. I've got the rebel gate, right? I've got the gate of the fighter in human design. And I just didn't want to do it. And but I was like, I was already had like an astrologer and I was like meeting all these people and do all that stuff. And then um Jared came across some really beautiful human beings um through a conference, and they introduced me to other healers, and those healers connected me with my soul language and you know, we had this beautiful relationship and and I was like exposed to this whole new world. And it was like during a time when I was, um, going through some changes and trying to figure out even more of this, right. And stepping in and stepping back and going forward and coming in and coming out. And I was so fortunate to have such a, um, great group to learn this through, you know from those that were running the groups and, and had their own businesses and and doing all that and you know bringing me in and, and showing me in and 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 allowing me to grow and change and supporting me in that way. and you know and having those experiences and just diving deeper and deeper and deeper and trusting and trusting. And I had this reading with this astrologer um and she's like, i I'm also a medium and I was like, really? she's like, I don't talk about it very much. So I try to like not do that part. She's like, but your paternal grandmother will not leave me alone. And I was like, interesting. And she's like, she says that you need to be a healer. And I was like, I was like, okay. And she goes, yeah, you have to delve into your healing. And it's right here in your chart. And this is why, I'm blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. And even then, after like a couple months later, maybe like a year, I got a phone call from her. She's like, hi, I'm sitting with my friend and we're my friend from England and we're talking and your grandmother has stepped in and says that you're going off your path and you need to get back on it. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm going to get back on my healing journey and my healing path and do more of that because I've always been terrified to step out and and be that way because I, I've know what happens when it does. I can feel it. I can see it. it. It's that catalyst bit, right? There's change. And sometimes I was like, well, maybe I just want peace, right? Maybe I don't want to change. Right. But it's literally, I didn't agree to it. So here we are. And so I just kept learning more things and I, you know, and then a lot happened. My, um, like my kid got really sick and we couldn't figure that out. And then there was a lot of near death experiences. And then we almost died in a car crash and all of this has happened in the past three years. And it's changed me. Right. We, every time something catastrophic happens, it changes. Right. And there's so much of a call of people wanting to go back to how it was. And they liked it back then. And I was like, it's never going to be the same. The one thing in life is consistency. Right. And so I just kept deciding to, to do that. And so Reiki was definitely my gateway drug to healing, um, but what I really understood is that it was only the surface that my teacher taught me and my, my own choice going deeper in that exploration of finding out more of what other teachers taught and the, more of the history and, you know, more of that juiciness, if you want to call it, right? Um gave it that depth and that stability to know that like healing is hard being a healer is hard holding space for people is hard you're constantly um in that space of transmission of energy and and sometimes it's great and sometimes it's not right and it takes um a certain type of acceptance and trust and faith to be that open vessel so You can hold that container so people can heal. And it's not always pretty. Most of the time, it's not. Most of the time, it's healing is awful because you're bringing up these things that are coming back and they're being shown to you, right? And this lesson's happening and it's it's, you're sad, mad, stressed, or scared, right? Like you're having these emotional things and on the other side of the healer being like, okay. And sometimes you can get too involved because you do care so much, right? And then you forget about yourself and you're like, oh yeah, right. But then, you know, you know, if you just keep that trust, (laughs) you'll get kicked back on the path. Um, It's not always pretty. Sometimes it's awful, but you'll get there. And that has been my healing journey thus far. We'll see. To be continued. We're still doing it. I love it. Thank you so much for
0: sharing. Yeah, that's so interesting that you're like, yeah, bartending. I'm like, oh, (laughs) so interesting, right? Because I love what you shared because my background is also in hospitality and I think a lot of times we don't even realize that, you know, we are doing healing work. It doesn't look like how a spiritual person might define it, but we're still doing the work, right? It's just in a very different way. And knowing that we have these abilities and gifts to, um, you know, listen and whether sometimes a lot of times it's about giving comfort or just holding space or sharing energy, like all of these things are also part of being a healer to me. So I think sometimes it's like, you know, there's an expectation of what a healer should look like, but you know, we're all healers in different ways. You know, yes. so I, yeah. that's such a powerful thing to me when you are like, yeah, bartending. I'm like, oh, okay.
1: I'm sure we were not expecting to hear that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, so interesting to think about what you do in your everyday life. You know, they say, make your life every moment a prayer, make, do that kind of thing, but you do. And I think, I love that you brought up hospitality, especially like in the hotels. I always think about the beautiful housekeepers who come and tend to your space and your bed. And, you know, they always are like floating down the thing and, you know, their energy that they're putting into that room or they're cleansing out the energy, especially if it's been like a wild ride. And like, you know, they're the ones that are like resetting the systems. It's like, you know, the midwives who, who catch the babies who are there and the is holding the hand. I mean, in every aspect, someone who, you know, is there, you know, helping you pack your groceries, like there's, there's still interaction, right? We're still having that energetic interaction. And every moment is a chance to be something profound should we choose to be look at it that way now that takes an incredible amount of discipline for most people right because we're so inundated in the world to not do that and i think that's why it's so important they talk about you know what really is going to save the world if that's your plan is to really slow down and save yourself and allow yourself the time and slow down the time and notice the nuances and get lost in nature and get lost in conversation and allow yourself to Fully go into the experience that you want to do, and then you'll have so much more time to do work, and you may not need it as much, right? And it's really all about finding yourself and and knowing what that is. And you know, sometimes like, you know, the guide stuff that I do, like for the guidance, and you know, it's funny, I used to say mentor all the time, but I was like really kind of like a guide and an advisor. Like, you know, you're really here doing the work. I'm helping you do that. I can send you to other places. We can do the things. I mean, you and I have blabbed about this forever. Everyone has their own unique journey, right? I can't dictate to you how you want to, I can help you, but I can't tell you how to do it. You know, like, and some people are looking for that. Some people want that that telling. But sometimes, you know, it's funny. I was talking to my run friend and we were talking, she was like, I've never had a kundalini awakening. And I was like, You're literally one of the most like Kundalini-esque people I know. Why is that? And then I went and looked at her human design, and she had almost all of the channels. She's missing one gate of the tantric channel of the system. I was like, oh, you were just born awake." She's like, what? And I was like, look, right here. Da, 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 da. She was like, huh, I was just, I was just, yeah, I was like, yeah, you just, you just start. you are like born with your Kundalini open. She was like, whoa, that makes so much sense. And I was like, I bet it does. She's like, even as a young person, I was like, I bet it did. Right. And so much of it is, it's just, we, we're just now as, as, you know, as a tribe and a collective reaching out and, and getting this information and sharing it with each other and the knowledge. And, you know, sometimes I think thankfully we have technology that's fast enough to get it out there before it can be decided who gets the knowledge and who doesn't, because that's how it's been forever and ever and ever. Right. Like, I mean, they've been using astrology for like a billion years, basically. Like you get into the Kabbalah, you get into like oh my gosh, if, especially if you do anything with Dermatria and like, there's this guy and he just, his whole life is, he bases all the words on everything. He can predict like the Super Bowl based on like the first set or whatever. And I'm just like, how? And like, he's like, everything's, he's like, they use, they use sports as their rituals to make money. And I'm like, this is, and do political stuff. And I'm just like, this is magic. Like what about chaos magic? Like you can get lost into anywhere. Right. And it's like, so much of that. But as long as you keep saying yes to yourself and, and choosing that part of you and trusting that's where you want to go, that's the healer in you, right? Like you're healing, you've come here to heal yourself. And that's, that's the plan. So yeah, that's why I do the guiding things. I'm like, where do you want to go? What do you want to learn? What kind of adventure do you want? Right? Yeah. Oh, I
0: love that. Yes, yes, yes. I agree with all of that. And you know, it's so fascinating what you said about you know, there are a lot of times when you're on your journey, because, you know, for me, it's been about three years um, since the pandemic. And, you know, there's also these things like, oh, look at this, because you'll have your kundalini awoken, or do this, and you will have your merkaba activated, or do this, and you'll have your pineal gland opened. And, you know, I think sometimes when I look at these things, it's sort of like, you know, almost kind of forcing people to feel like if I don't have that, then I'm not doing it right or I'm not on the right path. And I should do that. And to me, it actually makes me nervous because it's like, what if it's not your time to have that happen? Like, what are you trying to force and push? And I was probably guilty of that as myself during my, you know, early on in my journey. Oh. I want to activate my clears. Okay, what should I do? Oh, let me do this. Let me do that. I'm not saying that these things are bad, but I think it's also, again, this external thing telling you that this is what you need to do so that you're on path. And I love what you're sharing and kind of what my experience has also been, you know, probably more recently is those things are great, but you just have to keep tapping and tuning into like what feels right for you.
1: Mm-hmm. right
0: like don't worry about all the buzz and like the 10 videos that are screaming at you that
1: you need to do this not everything is for you right and your guides will never tell you you need to do it they'll just offer a suggestion right because the most important thing about this place is divine sovereignty and free will and choice i mean that's what it comes down to that's where the real power is right and that's where you can start to harness your emotions and allow things to 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 manifest so much more quickly, and and to get into it, and and to learn your lessons, and to to continue to grow, and that's why I always say when you're on the journey, you know, and this is because of what I've experienced is work on creating um, your inner circle, and it's going to shift a lot, and you're you're going to be bamboozled, and you're gonna you're gonna learn your deepest, most intense lessons there, right? And allow things to let go when they're done and, and to know when it's the right time, that's going to take experience. That's going to take a lot of trust and, and, you know, really be on the lookout for what feels good for you and trust that, you know, everyone's always going to tell you who you are, what you should be doing. um, <laughs> what the path should be. And that is good sometimes. It's good to have those opportunities. And I love that there are teachers out there who do that because I think it's important to have teachers, but it's also important to have guides and advisors and friends, right? that are just going to be like, I'm just going to hold space for you while you talk about this thing. I have no idea what you're talking about, but I know that we're sitting in the park and it's a beautiful day. And my kids over there on the swing, you're blabbing a lot of words at me, but you know, it feels good. The sun feels good on my face, right? I'm working in my garden, I'm swimming in the lake or whatever that is. Right. And to have that variety to be able to come home to yourself.
0: Yeah, I absolutely love that. So, so amazing that we chatted about this. I think it's an important message to get out there. Um, So now I'm going to kind of come to a space of you are someone who um, has this beautiful ability of sort of like building and putting communities together. I know that's something that you have, uh, you know, put a lot of energy and effort You know, two words. And that's how I actually found you was Mm -hmm. through a beautiful community that you kind of like launched and created for a lot of us. And um, I would love to find out from you like what kind of inspired you?
1: Are you still feeling inspired to do that? Like, what are you feeling these days? That's a great question. Thank you for asking that. Yes, I have been experimenting in my own world and co-creating communities, all different flavors, all different types, trying to find out what is good for myself what's good for the tribe what's good for the collective and really the only person I can actually truly know is me and so that's been a lot of it I've been very fortunate to have some really incredible people um who have come along the way and have helped uh helped me cultivate and cure and um expand and shrink and change and in the communism, and what that is I've you know I've seen um so much um cataclysmic adventures happen because of that and how people have gone in their own way and watching that and and although like we aren't um on the exact same path anymore we're still part of the same rubber band right we're still part of the same sphere of wanting um and heeding the call of being a light for the greatest and highest good for us all and whatever that means you know (laughs) whatever that means um one of my teachers, she said to me once, you know, in order to make community, you have to go out and find a star and ask that star and say, I'll do whatever it takes. I'll do whatever it takes to help the earth find her community again. And I went, All right. And I went out and I did it. And now I'm just like, you know, five years later, I'm like, man, I made a lot of different communities. And I thought for a long time wow, that. I knew what a community was, but I'm really, I really am just starting to understand that there are so many different flavors. I mean, truly in what people think about communities, how they feel. And now I'm moving into, um, having experimented with the, the expansion and the contraction and all of that. And now, um, finding what feels correct for me is really going into the grassroots and really moving towards this, um, and this is like happening in my life right now, which is incredible to me. And really, I said yes to okay, I'm ready to put my roots down. I'm ready to create and hold space and be the anchoring star for the community here. And it took me a long time to do that because I, I also know that I'm going to travel a lot. And I also know that all these other possibilities are happening. And I mean, God forbid, portals get in before the end of the year. Like it's going to be a wild ride, right? And so, it was really about that. And as soon as I said, okay, I'm ready. Okay. I'm going to let go. Like everything shifted. Right. And so that is changing for me, right? Like I'm actually getting ready to um, do some massive changes with the online communities that I've created. I've realized that um, through my experimentation, they've kind of spilled out everywhere and it's, some of them have changed, like the healing circle community that moved to two other people who said, hey, I'm ready to lead this. I'm ready to hold this group space. So I was like, great, because I can't do this on my own. I never wanted to do it on my own. I wanted to do it with other people. I'm totally aware that like it's going to take all of us on all different levels and however that means in order for us to be able to connect with everyone who wants or is thinking about saying yes. And so now the community is really focusing on for me in my life is really putting in a foundation where people can come. There's this great book um Bear heart wrote called The Wind is My Mother. And I listen to it and I read it all the time. It's actually something that my husband and I can agree upon. Like we have like very few books, podcasts we're good with, but books we're like, I don't know. I was like, there's only so much like Norse story I can listen to her. I'm like, hi, I Loki's still a dick. I don't know what to tell you. Like it doesn't matter what the story is, this is what happens, right? And we have like a good laugh. And in Bearheart's storytelling, he says something that hit me. And he goes, You have to, in order to be a healer, you have to be able to be found. It's your responsibility to be found and to be in a place where people can come to you when they need you, because people are only going to come to you when they need you. So you need to be accessible, right? They need to know. And this was, you know, he wrote this, you know, before the internet was a thing. And I'm thinking to myself, Yeah, I guess that's right. Like you always know. Where the healers are, because they like stay in the same place for a while. And I was like, "All right, well, I guess that's what I'm going to do if I'm going to be this this healer and help do that." And I talk about it all the time—the healing sanctuaries, whatever. And I met so many people, and we're going to need all of them, right? Anyone who says yes to being an anchoring star and building in their healing centers—it should be. We're going to need all different types of healing: light, sound, water, fire—you know, all of the all parts of us. And so, my current focus now is actually releasing a lot of the online community and saying, come and find me.
0: Wow. I love that. Well, what a beautiful segue to, I was going to say, I was like, Allison, you know, how would you like people to get in touch with you? Is there something you're going to be doing or creating? So what would you like to share uh, as it connects to what you just said?
1: If what I speaks. If what I speaks is that even a thing? If what I've spoken, how have I spoken? How am I speaking? Yes. If what comes out of my mouth is felt in your heart space, come find me. There's links all over the place. I mean, I'm living in Bloomington, Indiana, I'm going to be somewhere close to that. I'm going to be traveling around the world. You're going to find me, you know, um, in, in, one of the most beautiful moments is really deciding, like, what are you going to do with your life, right? I'm doing everything with my life, everything that I want. So there'll be TikToks until that shifts, and there'll be online stuff until that shifts, and there'll be, you know, emails until that shifts. And then, you know, then they'll probably be handwritten letters again and whatever. And um, I really feel that you're going to know. And this is what happens to me a lot. And especially in the past year is people go, I see you. I recognize you. We resonate. And that's the most important thing for me because I can't make you do anything you don't want to do. And if you're going to come to me, you're going to be ready to do what you want to do. And I'm going to help you get there. And whatever capacity that is, some people choose to do, you know, an ongoing like mentorship, guidance, stuff like that. Some people are like one time, some people are like, hi, I just need this little thing. And so for me, I just like to offer the variety. Like, and, you know, we do, um, you know, we travel places and we do like a find your path event where we, we, you know, we collect teachers along the way and, you know, try to get the communities to come together. That's been really fun. You know, we're getting deeper into that, uh, teaching the modalities that I really resonate with me. Um, But at the end of the day, you'll find me you will it you all you have to do is ask and say this is the right person for me and you know and, and i always say like i'm <laughs> i know so many people i know so many beautiful healers i know some that i don't work with anymore that are incredible you know i'm going to help you find your person and just because it's not my person doesn't mean it's not your person your life isn't about me your life is about you and so that's what's really important and when you're ready to do that that's when I'll show up.
0: I love that. Yes, and that's kind of how I found Allison too because I remember when I popped into her group, like I just had a little sliver of her and then she was so busy doing other things. But there was like this this draw, this mystery. And it's like, you know, when I finally got a chance and I was ready and I reached out, I just felt that connection that like you were the person that I needed to connect with at this time. And so I love what you said, like, you will just know when it's right. And, um, You know, all of Allison's information, of course, is going to be in the bio section everywhere that this podcast gets posted. And so you can definitely find her if, like, what she shared um, resonates with you, her energy, her beingness. And um, I know it's been like super fun for me. Like, Allison and I can like chat and we can go into hours and be like, oh my God, she's got all these (laughs) other things that she needs to do. Okay, we'll connect next
1: time. (laughs) If they do are looking for a specific place, that is um, pellucidity in life or pellucidity as I like to say, it because I like to change the word because I can. Um, that is uh, one of the companies that are most dear and near to my heart. Um, And I work with um, my beautiful partner um, in crime and she's really great. And we collaborate with a lot of different people on all levels for um, wellness, consciousness, you know, um, business, like we help with websites and blog posts and all that stuff, right? And then um two passions that are near to my heart of podcasts, right? And so I have two podcasts. One we're doing is Woman of the Wise, which is all about um I just disappeared for a minute, but I'm back, is where uh, you know, we really kind of just tell our story. And then um there's a podcast, I'm obsessed with human design, and there's a podcast that my husband and I are are working on recording and that'll be out in a little bit. This is basically our adventure on um how we uh became better and how um the adventure is going with with learning our own human design and sharing that story and um and pretty much like how it saved our marriage so yeah i can't Ooh. tell you what that is that because it's not out and then it's Ooh. A i like it oh my goodness yeah.
0: i love it you shared some more little spicy bits we like yeah. it. Yeah. I love it. All right. So we're coming to that place. We're coming to the wrap up, but I wanted to ask you if you're feeling called to like channel a message, pull some cards, what
1: you're feeling for the collective. Let us know, Allison. They're <laughs> so funny. They're like, do the opposite of what Allison just did today. Slow down, slow your words, take deep breaths. Love yourself forgive yourself, trust yourself. Yeah, it's the collective. It is the It is the choice to be in the vibrational frequency of love, even though everything around you has a vibrational frequency of fear. And to know that that vibrational frequency of fear is actually the vibrational frequency of love. It's just looked at a different way. And so... Yeah. And so to really just trust and surrender and plan and have fun and chase the laughter. And that's like really been my theme too. So they're kind of like, hi, remember? Um, and be yourself, and know that the right people, when you call for them, will come. Oh, I love
0: that. That's so beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So amazing. Well, it has been So much fun getting to know even more about you, a little bit about your childhood, your journey, and what you're up to, what you're looking to do. So I just love it. And just thank you again for joining me today. And like we said before, all of Allison's information will be in the bio section everywhere that this gets posted. I hope that this episode has nourished you in some way, has offered lots of nuggets to empower you, to elevate you. And I look forward to catching all of you on the next episode. Thank you everyone for tuning in to this episode of Elevate with V. I'm super grateful for your precious time that you take to listen to these episodes. I hope that there were some valuable insights and tools to map onto your own journey. If you think that this content would be valuable for somebody else that you know, I would greatly appreciate you sharing it. If you have been loving this podcast, I would so appreciate it if you would follow, rate five stars and leave an amazing review on Apple Podcasts and please follow and rate five stars on Spotify. Higher ratings and great reviews allows this content to get out to more people. Let's support each other and elevate together. Thank you again for spending your time listening and tuning in each week. I look forward to catching you on the next episode.